0: This is Dan! Dawn and Karen, and we are the co-producers of the new polyamory event Beyond the Love, Poly Summit
1: 2013. Beyond the Love is a low-cost, three-day event on November 15th through 17th in a newly
2: renovated hotel in Columbus, Ohio. You will find a variety of classes, workshops, and summits led by
0: people who live in poly relationships from around the world. As well as fun and interactive extras like Poly Speed Dating and Poly Family Feud.
1: There'll be a wealth of opportunity to learn tools, techniques, and communication
2: skills to enhance our poly relationships. We will provide a safe environment for meeting with other like-minded people in a supportive and inclusive community.
0: We welcome all those living in a poly lifestyle or considering
1: doing so. We're passionate about recognizing poly as a relationship choice and sharing common experiences on
2: our many different paths. Find out more at beyondthelove.org. We hope hope to to see see you you there. there.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts Dan and Dawn share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: Hi Dom! Hi Dan. Today on the podcast we have an interview with Karen on the topic of polyamory. And actually it's kind of a joint discussion between you, me, and Karen about some of the things that we've done to make our poly life work better, yeah. and um, things that have been challenges, and solutions to them as well. I hear a lot of th- discussion about polyamory. I like to hear solutions. Indeed, indeed. And it was
1: supposed to be an interview with her, but she uh, turned the tables on us and asked us a few questions as well. Tricky! <laughs> tricky, tricky. So that went pretty well. And um, we got a... oh. But what did we just do?
0: We just finished packing the car. The, uh, and I want to talk about that. Robin, who uh, wrote in not too long ago, suggested they, uh, they really appreciate our work on the podcast and the books and that their partner listens to the podcast on car trips together. Um, so, which is fantastic, as we are about to take a car trip ourselves, we are. as you were just saying.
1: Yes, so uh, we are on our way to Floating World in Edison, New Jersey. First time for us. Mm-hmm, it is. So it's a, a long trip. Uh, it's, well, eight hours. So we're going to head out today and stop halfway and... Finish up in the morning, because the workshop's at 1.30. Yeah,
0: and we have not... Uh, I, I was actually raised in uh, New Jersey, you so were. maybe we'll poke around some of my homesteading places. We've done that a few times in the past. Uh-huh. And this will be the first time that the, uh, we've ever had both ourselves, Barrack and Sheba, and Lee Harrington, who all host episodes of the Erotic Awakening podcast at the same place at the same time. All of us presenting All of us, yeah. They'll probably be hiding from us as we run around with a microphone (laughs) trying to do some mega podcast thing. That'd be awesome. Uh, We also have a question of the day. Let's talk about that. Okay. Uh, The the question of the day has to do with power exchange relationships. If the worst, uh, and you asked the question, I think.
1: Yep, I'll ask the question. So um, they mentioned that the worst punishment that you can give Dawn is the knowledge that she has disappointed you, which is very true. It makes me wonder if the inverse is true. Does the knowledge that you have disappointed Dawn or any of your S-types give you that feeling of torture that we S-types tend to do to ourselves? I was going
0: to just bla- blase say nope. <coughs> yes. And we could move on. But I do... I don't get um, a great weight... if if I do something inappropriate or improper or fuck up regarding you Mm -hmm. or regarding bat, Mm -hmm. um, because I take responsibility for my mistakes and I move forward. It's just not a big deal. I don't attach to it. I don't cling to it. It's not, I don't spend time gnawing my teeth and gnawing my teeth, gnashing my
1: teeth, teeth, beating beating (laughs) myself up
0: over it. The, the time where I do find that I have the most trouble, the most sitting with the most, Uh, feeling of disappointment as I disappoint myself is when I release somebody from my collar Mm -hmm. because I always spend a lot of time thinking what I could have done better Um, did I give them everything I could was their opportunities for their potential achieved and I'm constantly told you know you can't save everybody you can't help everybody you can't collar everybody some people need to go their own way and it's not always true. With a slave gem, it was clearly time for her to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was time for me to move on as well. Mm-hmm. So that's the answer to the question. The, the answer to the question is no. I don't necessarily feel horrid when I disappoint Dawn. I take responsibility for it, and then I, I live up to it. I make better choices. Uh, but I do have a tendency to beat up on myself after the fact, after a relationship's over, um, just kind of reflecting, did I do everything I, I could have?
1: Right, right. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned Slave Jem. So she's actually going to be staying with us for a while, coming up soon.
0: There's a really interesting... <laughs> and I don't know that we would call this a polyamorous situation so much. It really... There's where people are going to define their terminology for polyamory, whether it would reflect or not. But the interesting thing, Jem was our um, slave in my collar for over a year, mm-hmm. and... As we mentioned, she moved on, both physically, emotionally, right. M- matured, dug some new stuff. I moved on. Years go by, and you're right. And now, Slave Jem is no longer Slave Jem. She is now... Goes by a
1: different name. Goes by
0: a different name and is claiming her own identity. But um, as it happens, she's going to college, and her classes are here in Columbus, and she's going to stay with us for a month. So, this is going to be neat. Absolutely, very much so. (laughs) Have you considered that when she was my slave, the sexual intimacy was off the table? We just, that didn't work out. But now that she's just a a free person.
1: Oh. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to get a text message soon, because I know she still listens. Yeah, she's going to yeah, say, no,
0: no, I will pay rent, fella.
1: That's exactly. the plan I had in
0: mind. And I will take a massage, perhaps.
1: Exactly. So. Um,
0: as a matter of fact, it's funny, because Karen's being interviewed on the this podcast. She normally doesn't listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. or and Beth, for that matter. They've all just heard that and go, wait a Wait minute. a minute. <laughs> we would like to uh, welcome new subscribers to the Erotic Awakening We Actually Never Send the Damn Thing newsletter. No
1: the newsletter is going to go out tomorrow, well, sometime this weekend, because I've been waiting for the big announcement that goes out uh, today. Oh, okay. So, awesome. But with the new subscribers, we have James from Nebraska. I would have gone New England.
0: Yeah? I will with the other one. Lori from New England. Oh, she's from Lincoln, Nebraska, too. Is she? Yep. Oh, are James, and, Lincoln, James uh-huh. and Lori both from Lincoln, Nebraska? Hey, James uh-huh. and Lori, how's it going? I used to live in Omaha, Nebraska, and I spent actually eight years living there. And I lived there in, um, it must have been... Oh, my mid-70s, a couple tornadoes came through and wiped out all the schools. (laughs) Nice. Except mine. Except yours. (laughs) So shout out to uh,
1: Nebraska. Nebraska. (laughs)
0: Thank you. (laughs) And then we have Sanda from Ohio. Hi, Sanda. How are you? So thank you, everybody, for joining the podcast. and uh, Or, I'm sorry, the mailing list, Mm -hmm. where you'll get information about things like.
1: Things like.
0: I don't know. You do the Oh, probably not beyond me. the
1: love. That's the big one coming out, but also some of our trips, also, you know, so anything we're producing, writing, trips that we're going on, where we're presenting at, our calendar, just little snippets of information, yeah. you know. When we did the Kickstarter, that was on there. So just a lot of information. So, and it only comes to your mailbox about once a month. And so. we, we
0: really dig the idea that we get to travel around a lot, and a lot of you guys don't get to travel so much as we do, but if we ever end up in an event in Nebraska, mm-hmm. this will be the opportunity to see that we're going to be there and say, hey, let's have a cup of coffee while you're in town. That would so And we've, nice. we've had the opportunity to do that a few times. It's been really neat. We have. Meeting some of the people.
1: We'll be doing it again. Well, we did it a lot at teas. You know, I was able to do it on my, my trip into Maryland, and um, at Floating World, we're going to have Travair and his wife Meeting up with us. I think they brought a board game, too. no kidding. So it'll be oh, no kidding. board game and coffee. We're going to a BDSM event, and they're bringing a board game. That's okay. I snuck a couple in our suitcase, too. That <laughs> depends on the game. We should be going to a I kinky qu- and geeky event. Hint, hint. If yes. <laughs> listening. Yes.
0: I haven't quite figured out if uh, Truvaire's lady is uh, flirting with me actually, or just flirting for fun, which is really funny because we'll be teaching the flirting class at Floating World tomorrow, so we'll see if I can figure it out before we're then. we're so close to having another announcement. I'm hoping to finish that up on the car ride today. What's the other announcement? I don't know. It
1: uh, do I have to be flirting. Okay. We always have other announcements. <laughs> we do try
0: to keep a little bit busy.
1: We do. We do. So awesome. This is actually, oh, we had a voicemail. Oh, and we had tentacle links. <laughs> and we do have a couple of things left.
0: For people that are uh, <laughs> new to the podcast, we will get around to our interview about polyamory at some point. For people that are old to the podcast, you know what, I actually, they're, they're used to this uh, m- banter along the way. And mm-hmm. I actually had a half asleep, half awake thought that we should have a podcast that was just banter. Yeah. But I'm sure that we've actually done that a few I'm times. I'm sure we've done that a few times. If you times. do a uh, <laughs> search through your internet through for something called the Hodgepodge episodes. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. Where we just take we have a collection of stuff mm-hmm. and we just shove it all into one podcast. Right. As long as they're not below episode 100. Uh so, 70. I've gotten a little bit fixed. Okay, and actually awesome. Crazy Heart from the People of Kink podcast has sent me a YouTube video on how to fix this whole spiel. So oh, nice. um, we currently have archive Uh, Back, back episodes of the podcast are currently unavailable. If you go to iTunes or FeedBurner, they are available via Libsyn.
1: Okay. And we'll have that fixed soon. Cool, cool, cool. So, well, we only have a little bit more to go. Um, So, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's
0: kinky fun group. So... The, re- the theme to this year's COPE has been revealed. Do you know what it is yet? Someone was telling
1: me last night, but I'm not sure that's what it is because I was seeing videos saying it wasn't that. So someone told me, uh, no, go
0: ahead. Do you know? I do know. COPE is the big, spectacular three-day event here in Columbus, Ohio, full of kink and fun. Run by Beric and Sheba, if you're familiar with them, from this podcast or their variety of presenting things as well. Mm -hmm. You can find out more about that at
1: AdventuresInSexuality.org. I didn't want to step on your promo. Oh, I'm sorry. So so what's the theme? Sci-fi. Sci-fi? I
0: haven't actually watched the video yet, but everybody's making comments to imply that it's sci-fi, okay. which is what we guessed it was going to be.
1: That's what we guessed it was going to be, but I was watching a video of what it wasn't, and I thought a lot of that was sci-fi. So...
0: Are you going to put on Spock ears and... Uh... Science fiction... Oh, no, no, no.
1: But did you see the text I sent you last night? No. That William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy are going to be in Columbus?
0: For Comic Con, for Comic Con, which is a Columbus Comic Con, I didn't uh-huh. know there was a Columbus Comic Con. So uh-huh. it must be like the West Coast version of it coming into Columbus, Ohio. Must be because
1: we've done the. Middle I thought Ohio you were going to say Leonard,
0: Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner will be at Cope. No, oh, wouldn't that, that would... be
1: awesome? You know what? Because Cope is the weekend before the Comic Con. Oh. Wouldn't that be awesome, Barrick? No. <laughs> 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 so science fiction, huh? I bet I can come up with something. Ohara, is that her name? Uhura. But Uhura? <laughs> Uhura. <laughs> like she hasn't heard that before.
0: <laughs> Probably not, actually. Uh, I will say that the uh, thank you to the Dark Side um, podcast for the shout out that they gave us. And they actually, I found a commercial that they have. I'll download that. You can listen to that at the end of the show. Nice. Um, or I might shove it in shove earlier. It in. <laughs> 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 That's fun.
1: Uh so, what? tentacle links. Oh yes, yes. So Chip the Tentacle Guy. He loves to send me links. I, I think he sorry Chip. I think he gets a little jealous when he sees other people sending me links. <laughs> I'm not sure, but he sent me this link that is all about the live action tentacle. The the whole live action tentacle rape thing. So it's kinda neat. It's um what is it? I'm pretty sure it's Japanese. And it's live action. So, yeah, yeah. so you can kind of. I mean, you have to suspend your. Imagination, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief. I think is the sure, way it's sure. said, because you know, you obviously you can tell that it's not real. Blah blah blah. But um, man, they make the slurping sounds and all <laughs> yeah. kinds of stuff. It's really neat. So you've so, been watching some. Thank of you, Chip. I did. Okay. All right. That's good. To know. <laughs> I w- I wanted to to see, and it's still really neat to me how naughty naughty the Japanese stuff can be. But the actual place where the tentacle inserts into her pussy is pixelated. So, any of the
0: Japanese stuff that I watch like that? Really? The pussies are pixelated. That's really funny because this is the same I think and this is not my, an area of my expertise. Uh country that gives us all that hentai hen, hentai hen,
1: hentai hentai yeah. hentai. Yeah. So, but when it's on video, it's usually pixelated. That's interesting. I don't know about the cartoon version of it, but I know the real life version's pixelated. If anybody knows why, please write us in. Oh, Segway! <laughs> please write us in. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com.
0: You can also write to us about pixelated porn on <laughs> the comment form on the webpage, page, <laughs> eroticawakening.com, or on Twitter at Dan and Dawn. Or our
1: voicemail. I love our voicemail. 614-414-2072. Speaking Speaking of of voicemail.
3: (laughs) Hi, Ruby. Hi, Crazy Heart. So, Ruby recently threw me under the bus on your show here. I just got done listening because she invited you guys here and says that she can't cook. Well, I have to say that I can cook. But we wanted to send you guys a message to say... How much that we really enjoyed spending time with you at Tease. And you guys are awesome presenters. And if people don't come to see you or haven't seen you speak, they are silly. Because it was awesome and we really enjoyed it. Do you agree?
2: I agree. And we've come to really appreciate um, your on-air and in-person friendship.
3: So, anytime you guys want to come here, you're welcome here. People of Kink welcomes you here. If you come here, I'm going to make you do a podcast, though, because you know... And we're not just going to have dinner. If you guys are coming here, it's going to be fucking kinky. So we miss you guys. And so you guys know, you've inspired us to, to go to other events. And we're probably going to go to Kiki College in the, in the spring. And we hope to see you guys there. And maybe someday we'll be the ones up there presenting. Bye, Ruby.
0: <laughs> Bye, Crazy Heart. So that was very nice of Ruby and... uh, Or actually, I should say, of Crazy Heart to write in and Ruby to (laughs) push that to be written in. And we are going to take you up on that, kids. Uh, We'll have to talk about that, though. We are going to have to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that leads us to almost uh, to our interview. I do want to mention before we get there that... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over three thousand unique products. Have served the sex-positive community for over ten years. From the oscillating, oscillating, thank you. I'll edit that one day. The oscillating vibrator called the Eroscillator To other shit that they cover. <laughs> you can find it all at smittenkitten.com. I found out about the later uh, on the Life on the Swing Set podcast. I had to oh, think yeah? about that for a moment. Make sure I'm not crediting the right podcast. That was the Life on the Swing Set podcast. Okay. They were talking about that. I also found out via the Blissbringer podcast that the uh, they have something called Slut Cards which we'll have to talk about when they actually post a link, but you and I have slut cards, too. We do. We do. And uh, Polly of, of the Noobs was very courteous and uh, mentioned Beyond the Love again. Okay. And what other podcast have I been listening I don't know, to? But I
1: have a question about the slut cards. Yes. Are they the business cards or, like, our Kickstarter cards? They
0: are the the first. The business cards? Yes. I love our business cards. I made sure to pack some. I guess we'll <laughs> go ahead and talk. Well, I'll save it till we get the link. Okay. But the, the, the idea of the select card is... Um, something you can hand out to be slutty. Mm -hmm. It'll make sense, folks. It'll make sense. So, uh, that's got nothing to do with polyamory, though. Are we good? Are we ready? Da-da-da-da. Hey, we got to the topic in record time almost. You can tell we're ready to get on the road. (laughs) Uh, The last thing we would ask is that rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, lick us on Facebook, and tell your friends. And that's it. So, uh, one day, you and I, and Karen, we sat here, we fired up the microphones, and we talked about polyamory, and... We had to restart it a few times because we were making it a little bit too general. And I said, look, we've made it through, at this point, you and I have made it through 12 years in our relationship. In that first five years in our relationship, we had a couple poly stops and starts. Mm -hmm. And Karen's been part of our lives for seven years now. It's a WV relationship. But we've worked it out for seven years, right? Mm -hmm. And we've managed to continue to be polyamorous. And you've had other relationships coming in. So have you. And as have I. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Instead of us just talking in general about polyamory, let's talk about how it is we made the last seven years work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a really great conversation to sit here and, and to keep it as a conversation versus us trying to interview anybody. Because eventually, like you said earlier, right. we were asking questions and then she turned the table and she's, she's like, asked oh, questions. I have questions too. And then we ended <laughs> like, up just talking. Oh, no. It was pretty neat.
1: <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was pretty neat. So, but I would like to um, mention our age is getting up there. We've actually been together for 14 years. Yeah, we know. We have. Our first interview as of next week was 15 years ago. Every time I say that, I expect both of us to go, 14, 15, oh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is too long, so. But no, I'm happy we've made it through that, and we made it through the Polly thing, and we're still going.
0: I don't feel done with you at all. Thank you. Let's hear our I interview. I don't feel
1: done with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Dawn, here we are in studio today. We don't so much, and we just discussed this, we don't mm-hmm. so much, we're not doing an interview so much, but you and I, and Karen has joined us, Karen who's a veteran of the podcast, she was, you were on episode one, in case you don't remember. I was on episode <laughs> one, I do remember. Which means you've kind of been around for a while.
1: She's younger than you are, that's why she remembers.
0: <laughs> She's younger than you are too. I wasn't going to say that. I am. <laughs> And we wanted to talk a little bit about polyamory, and instead of interviewing somebody else, about polyamory we decided well hell the three of us sitting around here we live this polyamorous lifestyle as we just said Karen and I've been together for seven plus years now and Dawn you've had been engaged in that you've (laughs) been engaged in our relationship and the building of a three-person relationship as well as having your own relationships uh are we ready to talk about the new one yet
1: no not yet okay (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's going fine but that's about where I'm stopping at the moment (laughs) okay
0: so instead of interviewing somebody else we thought well why don't we just talk about our own experience Mm -hmm. with polyamory and I think that's where we wanted to go this afternoon with this interview
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea I'm game (laughs)
0: okay we're we're kind of a little leery kind of wonder where this is gonna go (laughs) so i think the first thing that i would like to talk about is you know here we are at like we said episode number one you were there here it is 270 episodes later one of the things that's must be interesting for you karen is that dawn and i have things that are dane and dawn Mm
2: -hmm.
0: we have the dane and dawn is the podcast dane and dawn the presenters dane and dawn doing this what is it like from a polyamorous perspective when the person that you're in a relationship with has a complete, has this other aspect of life? Start off with the doozy, yeah. aren't you? Is that a doozy? But, you know, it's yeah. not just the fact that, you know, Dawn and I are um, uh, not rock star presenters. And then <laughs> go back to episode 200, folks. That makes sense. Um, but. Everybody's got their own little things, right? Like Mm -hmm. you and uh, Pittsburgh Chris, who we have gotten permission to say his name. Hey, Pittsburgh Chris. (laughs) Um, Have the things that's special to you guys. That's just about Mm -hmm. you. Like Pittsburgh, the entire city. Right. <laughs> right. At least you're not saying it's the entire state right. at this right. point. But there's things that you guys have that, <laughs> that I don't share in, right? Mm-hmm. So but so from your perspective, what's it like to be that partner that has you know, that you don't share aspects of yeah. the life of your partner, some views of it. Well, I think it's a different question to to say
2: you don't share certain aspects of their life and being a partner to someone who is a big entity like Dan and Don. But seven-plus years ago, when I came on the scene, it wasn't quite the big entity that it is today. So, I mean, I I knew you back when, (laughs) before you were famous, (laughs) Um, and have been part of that growth. So sometimes, sure, it can be challenging to be the... Silent partner, the wind beneath your wings, the whatever you know um, but at the same time, I'm incredibly proud of what you both have built and the what you bring to a lot of people as far as education and sharing your lives and I also feel like I've been a big part, even though my name's not included in building that as well because the three of us have been working on things for a long time so. Yeah, it can be challenging sometimes. I'm definitely not a star fucker, so that's not why I'm here. It's actually some kind of annoying sometimes, to be honest. But, I, you know, that's mixed in with just being really proud of both of you and, and what you've accomplished and being along for the ride.
0: Cool. And I love the way you put the whole wind beneath your wings because, I mean, certainly whenever we do a, a presentation on polyamory, there's a lot of Karen stories because that's a lot of what we present. A lot of our experience has been the positive and the challenges that all of us have faced as a result of that it, it was
1: actually kind of scary the first time she sat in on that presentation <laughs> we're talking about polly because we're so used to her being a paper plate <laughs> that, we, that we refer to it's like okay here's k here's a story oh there's Kay. stand up And
3: <laughs>
0: I, I, I have to admit it was a little um oh i don't know what the word is annoying when I would be telling a story about Kay and paper plate, and Kay would speak up, actually it didn't go that way. I thought, <laughs> if you remember correctly, you weren't that good at kissing back then. So it, it was really, I would never so, say
1: that. <laughs> but it's been fun, and we, you know, it, and during that workshop, we get to share a lot of stories and a lot of uh, sharing things differently, and you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've come a long way.
0: So, yeah. what, what kind of tools have we have we come up with that allow us to get through those? slightly bumpy areas and we'll take something innocuous like going to the movie like we're um either today we're going to sit around and go after we do the podcast thing after we do a little bit of business we'll either do some work or or we'll play dominion or we'll go see a movie right (laughs) how have we gotten to the point where deciding what movie we go to has not it's no longer a challenge it's not an issue it's just is
2: if it ever felt like choosing what movie to go to has ever been an issue. I don't think,
1: well, you know what? You two have your style of movies and we've got our style of movies and then there's some that we all do a thumbs up on and that we can go see. So I think at this point we do the the three of us will go to a movies and we watch the previews, and Dan looks at
2: who's got the thumbs up and the thumbs down to see which movie he's going to next with who. <laughs> right. so. Although my favorite was the time that Don and I had our thumbs up and Dan's was down, and so I guess that's the movie that Don and
1: I will go to. <laughs> three right. in a row. <laughs>
0: <don't like> that. <laughs> hey, a side note, somebody wrote, hey, Bat, if you're listening, write down Christmas gift, Chris, movie tickets. We'll understand that later. And <laughs> hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> and going, damn. No. <laughs> it's really interesting that, you know, when it comes to things that the, that impact the three of us that we're making decisions for, going to the movies, where are we going for dinner? Now, where we're going for dinner is a challenge because we all have interesting dietary restrictions. But you're right, there's, there doesn't seem to be any kind of spot where it's this big conflict. And I think that in the past, it was more of a conflict. And I think mm-hmm. that the difference is, everybody accepts their own personal responsibility now so we don't have this conversation where well if you loved me you would have sided with me in this in this decision right where instead what I've seen is that where if one of us disagrees or one of us feels like they're not being acknowledged or being slighted then they speak up for themselves and say I don't feel like I'm acknowledged that's my problem help me with my problem Well, Mm -hmm. and I
1: think we've all... um, I know I had a lot of hurdles, so we point at me a lot when it comes to to talking about the hurdles, but uh, also doing the work of the self-growth that needs to be done. So knowing that... you know, wanting to get to the other side to where things weren't a conflict all the time. Within myself as well, not just with you guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it does take a lot of work. And people that see us now probably see something that is pretty smooth looking. Mm-hmm. It was not like that all the time. Right. So I like to be really up front. Because mm-hmm. when I see other couples that are just, like di everything's great. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, you guys have had it smooth since the beginning, huh? You know? and But that's what they portray. which. Right. I like to be very upfront with that. No, it's not always been like that, you know, because there's tools involved with how we got to where we are. Mm -hmm. So, and then I like to share the tools. So,
2: which we'll actually be covering in, um, (laughs) an event that's coming up soon. Absolutely. And I agree with you, Don. I think, you know, in addition to being proud of, who Dan and Don are, I'm actually very incredibly proud of what the three of us have accomplished because we have come a really long ways in seven years. And there's a few people out there that have probably been on the journey with us the whole way, uh-huh. and I think that they also would agree. We look entirely different today than we sure. did seven years ago. But I think that's life. That's any relationship. That's we just happen to have more than two involved in this relationship. Um, but I do think. To your points, we've each done the work that's needed to be done and been willing to be vulnerable and all of those key, you know, polyphrases yeah, <laughs> to, because, well, to and make it, it work. It just hasn't been the three
1: of us working. I mean, there's also been a lot of really heavy changes mm-hmm. in the middle of the six years oh, as yeah. well. So oh, yeah. there's been
2: a lot of people
1: that have come and gone and moves that have happened and, you know, just mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. So... And we've kind of lived up to the challenge at this point. I can, guarantee, I can guarantee you there are some people from the past that went, "Whoa, hell, that did work out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> we expected that to blow up. <laughs> they may well be waiting still. <laughs> yeah, but to me, one of the big changes, or one of the things that has been very effective and powerful is this idea of getting rid of, and I don't know if either one of you agree with this, but I feel like we've gotten rid of the word never. And instead, we have things that are coming up where, you know, if something is coming up, we address it and say, is it time now? No. Or yes. If the answer is no, okay, let's not rush it. When, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's a great phrase from, um, oh, good Lord, the the Pali Bible, Stranger in a Strange Land, Mm -hmm. uh, where Michael says, waiting is. And a lot of times for us, waiting is. Mm -hmm. I thought about, uh, Karen and I went to a Pali event I think two years ago now. Probably, yeah. And I came back from that thinking we should do a poly event. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't time, you know. Um, and, and Karen, you may not even be aware of this, but there's a point in the first, in the beginning of the podcast where Dawn was like, I would like that to be ours. I don't need Karen to be involved in that right now. And here it is. And I've forgotten about that till we're sitting here recording this one where that's no longer on the, uh, I'm not ready for that. And some of the things, I'm not comfortable with that, so let's do it anyway so we can grow through it. But some of the stuff is like, I'm not ready yet, so mm-hmm. can we wait? And we've respected each other to say, okay, let's give that a little more time, mm-hmm. let's build the foundation a little bit more, and then see if it fits on top of it or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, well, and the other thing is is that it may never really turn out to be time for something to happen, but it's by choice, not by fear. yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I really, I really mm-hmm. wish I had thought about that during one of the poly meetings that we had, because we have a huge poly support group here in Columbus too. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's part of the the foundation that that we've been able to lean on. But um, a lot of people were talking about, um, I don't do this because of the risk, I don't do this because of the fear, I don't do blah blah blah. And it struck me later that well, there's some things that I don't do has nothing to do with risk or fear. It has to do with choice, Mm -hmm. you know? But the fear is not ruling me now. It's just a choice. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So, and sometimes that can be what's in play. And just having that recognition is very powerful as well. It's Mm -hmm. not a, "Uh oh, I don't want to do this. Why? What's the fear? Where is it at? Oh, wait. It's just because I don't want to.
0: (laughs) Because you're right. That could be dangerous too, to Mm -hmm. have to, to everything that comes up to say, well, I want to be, I want to be, uh. The only reason I'm not doing something must be because I'm weak, so let's mm-hmm. go ahead and do it so I can grow from it, versus the reason I don't currently um, have anal sex with men has nothing to do with me being afraid or be. well, okay, I'm a little afraid, <laughs> but <laughs> it has to do with, right now, it's not appealing to me. It's not a burden. It's not some big baggage thing, so that's a great recognition, and yeah. one of the other recognitions that uh, Karen's just getting is that put two of us in front of microphones and... She's not getting a word in. No, no, I'm not
2: just getting that, honey.
0: On, that. <laughs> I've always known that.
2: <laughs> but I would add the term always along with never. I think those are just can be really toxic terms in any relationship, but especially mm-hmm. in a poly relationship, because fact is we don't know what the future will bring. Mm-hmm. And seven years ago when we first started, we had no idea what the universe was gonna put in our path to deal with. Oh uh, yeah, so. and
1: like I said, it's totally changed mm-hmm. from where from where it started. So totally changed, and it's kind of neat because it's 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 been its own experience. Mm-hmm. Because Dan and I had tried Polly before, and even though there was experiences with that, this one is different, and that was something that I ended up understanding. I don't know how far ago, but it, anyway, anyway. You know, even my experiences foraying out, each one's a little different, you mm-hmm. know, so I don't, ha- I'm learning not to have expectations of anything like that and just enjoying it for what it is for the day.
0: Mm-hmm. So, hmm. And what, you know, to me, one of those, ex- one of those examples is simply Ginger, the, and not to steal thunder from Rizzo the Wonder Mutt, so we'll call her Ginger the.
1: Rizzo the Wonder Dog. She's not a mutt, she's the Dog. Oh, the Wonder sorry.
0: Dog. <laughs> Ginger the dog. The wonder dog. Ginger the puppy. The, <laughs> Ginger the puppy. Uh, is the very fact that the three of us are, have a... And somebody mentioned it earlier. We saw somebody from the rope group, and they said, Oh, look, it's Ginger the poly pup." Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the idea that you've both got dog mom stickers on your car. And we've been, you know, very clear, at least with poly-friendly people, this is that Ginger's a poly dog, you know. She doesn't belong to me or Dawn or Karen individually or as a couple she's equally a uh, child to the three of us for lack of a better word term and that in itself and i tell you that i was we took that approach of slowly thinking and talking and is this really a good idea and we took the here's the potential problems this could cause right and instead of responding like don was saying in fear and and like oh we should just avoid it we just acknowledge these are potential problems okay i acknowledge this potential problem we'll deal with it if it comes up And I totally understand this. And if you, I'll I'll throw out a a bone to Stephen King's LT's theory of pets. Um, We don't choose pets; pets choose us, right? (laughs) So Ginger will, at some point, if the three of us are sitting an equal distance away and we all have the same treat, she will come to one of us before hitting the other two. But (laughs) you know, perhaps that's the case. And. that's just one of those things where we said, okay, this is what polyamory is about. You wouldn't not get a dog in a two-person relationship because you're afraid of that kind of stuff. So why would that impact you in a three-person relationship?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's kind of neat because actually the first time you brought it up, it was one of those things where I went, what, what, what? <laughs> 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 I don't know how to share something three ways, you know? And I'm um, you know, just thinking like that, and it did turn into a waiting is. You know, and then it was reflected on for a little bit and then just dropped for a little bit and then reflected on again. And then one day you said, It's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you're ready because it's time.
2: <laughs> so, and it's,
1: and so she's far, a
2: lucky doggy. She, she is? is. Well, yeah. we're
0: lucky, lucky dog parents. <laughs> yes, we are. The cat's not so lucky. The cat's not digging <laughs> it so much out. No. And I tell you that the one spot where I had a bump with Ginger the dog, which I don't know if we, we've shared this with you, is when. We were, had got ginger, I think, at this point. We had gotten ginger, or we were just this close to getting ginger, and Dawn said, well, you know, dogs live 10, 15 years. And to recognize, it's it's funny because obviously I don't think of the relationship I have with Karen to say, oh, it'll probably last another year or so. I don't think that way. I think it's going to last as long as it's supposed to last. I, but now I've got a time limit on it you know, I've got, well, it better last another 12 years or you're going to have a messy dog divorce <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> and it was just, that was one of those points where I said, whoa, that's kind of scary for me. Mm-hmm. But again, you, you look at that and you say, but it's time. And heaven forbid something happened, then I want to have, the, we have a foundation. And I think one of the keys for me, and I'll let you guys talk again, is... <laughs> And <laughs> and, <ginger.
1: laughs> and the unlucky cat <laughs>
0: is the confidence I have in our polyamory. <laughs>
1: I'll take care of her. <laughs> okay.
0: So, do you feel you've grown in confidence
2: in polyamory? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and I do think the ben, one, one of the many benefits of getting to the stage of raising a puppy together is we do have to have that confidence for it to happen. And seven years ago, we couldn't have raised a puppy together. Right. <laughs> it wouldn't have been. It just wouldn't have worked. So I do agree. And that doesn't mean there aren't still moments of insecurity or doubt or, you know, all those same things. But they're very few and far between. And, again, I don't think that's any different than in any type of relationship
0: structure. Right. You know,
2: two people could go to raise a puppy together and not
0: be together three years in. Part of it that's been very helpful for me is in that over the time... And and we'll take that June July period because we talked about this earlier. Is you know for us so in June, Dawn and I run uh, Power Exchange Summit, and you're on our staff. Mm-hmm. And then the three of us go to this joint event together, Twisted Trist. And we just camp together. Mm -hmm. And then and we took the puppy this time. And the puppy this year. She's brand new. And then Karen and Dan go off and and celebrate one of their anniversaries or birthdays or something. We go off to celebrate for. (laughs) Our ceremony anniversary, honey. (laughs) I'll pay for that later, folks. And then July, Dan and Dawn go off for a week. And it's Dan's birthday. And they're in a different country up in Tees. So it's got this very quick, dynamic switches of focused time. Together we're doing something. Together we're relaxed. Dan and Don are focused on each other. Karen and, Dawn, Karen and Dan are focused <laughs> on each other. And it's but it's coming back to confidence. I know that we're going to face this again this summer. But now that we've done it once, it's twice. bumpy. It's tricky. What do we need to do it? We've done it twice, Twice. Right? Wow. Yeah. Again, just once without the puppy. Yeah, just once without the puppy. You're just rubbing in your youth, I <laughs>
1: <Yeah. see. laughs>
0: So we added in the layer of the puppy
1: this time around, yeah. so but, yeah. But
0: the confidence that, yeah, we'll work out how to get through that, and we'll take the little things that didn't work last time. So last time, I think that you would have liked a bit more communication while we were in Canada. So we'll take that and say, okay, what do we need to do to modify, to add that bit in, um... Well, and it's also comfortable enough that...
1: Um, yeah, I talk just as much as he does. Um, <laughs> it's also comfortable enough that your parent was having health issues. Yep. My parent mm-hmm. was having health issues while you two were away. Okay. So to know up front that things could change at any moment during that week yep. that, you know, and to be okay with it. Yep. So, oh, the dog's been watered and fed and she still put the cat out of the way and see the cat is teasing the dog it is not
2: the <laughs> welcome to so our i home. have a question so i'm going to interview the two of you for a okay. minute and my Uh-oh. question so what is it because i get asked this a lot and i'm curious to know what your responses are that helped you hang in there for the seven years knowing that we had some pretty rough waters in the beginning what was it for the two of you that kept you hanging in
1: um, I don't know. There's, there's a couple of things that I could say. I'm kind of curious what Dan's going to say too. So for me, I knew that even though I was having speed bumps, that I wanted him to be happy. So I knew who I was and that I wanted to, two things. I knew who I was and who I wanted to be on the other side of working on the baggage. I can't work on the baggage unless I work on the baggage, Right. So, um, and then the other part was, is that I really wanted Dan to be happy and I wanted him to be who he was. So, you know, he can't be who he is if I'm limiting what he's doing. So, you know, there was limitations for my, um, mm, safety the wrong word, comfort zone. So that ended up changing over time. But yeah, those were the two things, the wanting to get to the other side and willing to do the work and wanting to see Dan live his authentic self so but by mm-hmm. me getting to the other side that meant I was living my authentic self as well so I just had to see it that way
0: and you know I, I agree with Dawn that was certainly part of it 10 or 12 or 15 years ago when Dawn and I got together do you gotta speak up and say what it was oh
1: I thought you, yes so did I guess right in
0: one of those I'll 14 as of Friday one of the things that we decided was we were is that an anniversary of some sort yeah that's when we moved in together <laughs> One of the things that we decided we wanted to do was have a... That we decided that we were not monogamous. We wanted to see and play with other people. Now, we didn't know what shape that was going to take at the time. But we recognized that we, we, that monogamy was not a requirement for the, this relationship. And recognizing, like Don said, my, so my authentic self is a polyamorous person. Is a, a person is able to love many people. And who finds a variety of relationships to be uh, an enrichment to my own life. I mean, part of it is simply that with... I mean, I fell in love with Karen. is a problem for me. So I couldn't just say, oh, this is hard. I can get ass anywhere. Let me just move on. Um, yeah, pay I for that one later, yeah. too. <laughs> just, Karen's broken out a notebook and writing shit down. Um... But the reality is, it's not about the sex. Sex is easy to get. um, It's not about just having somebody else to experience something with. But it's finding somebody else who's like, is worth going through all the trouble, worth going through the suffering. And, uh, you know, I've come mighty close to ditching both of you on occasion early in the relationship. Um, I don't know if that's a surprise to either one of you, but there's points where I was like, you know, I'm going to hop in the little orange car and take off and I'll just be a monk. Of, of danism right um so i think what keeps me invested in it is it, it's worth it that the joys are always out uh, outweigh the sorrows um and it's who i truly am you know and i don't want to make this this personal about how great karen is uh, but it would benefit me feel free to so <laughs> uh, but in regardless i am a polyamorous person and that's why after the first couple of relationships i you know you go back in you get back in there um because it's like you were saying don at the end of the day if i decide that when i'm an old retiring person i only want there's only going to be one rocker next to me it's got be because i've chosen that st- as a path Versus, I couldn't handle any other way, or fear, or it was too complicated, or it was too messy. So, if I have two chairs next to me and a little rocker for Ginger, <laughs> then that's because that's the path I've chosen. Um, and so far, it's just been it's been very fulfilling. So much so that for me today too partners is plenty and there used to be for the first oh, the last seven years or six and a half years where it was always oh then there's this new person on the girl report um, and lately that's not been who I am so phew, I guess I'm way off topic Mm-mm, that was my question Oh, so turn the around to you which of course we have to do why have you we are not the easiest couple to be involved <laughs> <with>. <laughs> why have you stuck around
2: I mean, for me, it's, you know, I, I didn't recognize what Polly was before meeting the two of you. So, you know, Dan. for those of you who don't know, Dan was my first Polly partner. Um, so it wasn't the, I, this is who I think I am and I'm going to need to fulfill this need. I have come to realize it is who I am. I just didn't simply know that it existed. I knew that something was different. About me, but I didn't know there was a term and I didn't know that there was an ability to live. It is my authentic self. Um, I just did not discover it before meeting you. I kind of discovered it as a part of meeting you. Um, and then once we were in a relationship together, for me, it really was about the, the love. I mean, for me, it simply is that simple. And um, it was worth it, like you said, to go through the. Um, valleys I guess to get to the peaks and that and I'm just pretty damn stubborn and I (laughs) and I believe in things and I had a lot of faith that it was where I was supposed to be and who I was supposed to be with and that it was either going to work itself out in some fashion or if it wasn't that time would tell that but um, you know I really if I had to (laughs) narrow it down to two things it's was being in love and being stubborn and, you know, <laughs> and being willing to, to work through it because it just, it was worth it. So, so,
1: well, one of the things that I know we've talked about the three of us, you know, so, and, and it's really yours and Karen's relationship, mine and your relationship, and then something's kind of like developing, I, you know, it's not like an official triad or anything like that. So,
0: however you although do Although some labels. would say they
2: would still call it a triad. Yeah. Even though we're not, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I think so. Mm. But it's a V, but... For the yeah. other guys we out there this. no, I don't get to have sex with them both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be
1: bad. So, yeah, Whatever so it's yeah, yeah. So but there have been W's, or I guess there mm-hmm. is a W yeah, you, there kind is, of yeah. between for anybody. So there um because you've got Chris, Chris in Pittsburgh. And you've got G, G new. for a while. I got yeah. something kind of stirring on the side now. We'll see what that turns into. And um so and so even though we've worked on our stuff between the three of us there have also been other nodes other pieces Mm -hmm. to work on so like you know, I would be working on my jealousy, and Dan would be going, "I just don't get it I just don't get it I don't get jealous well, he's had opportunity to get <laughs> to get it, <laughs> to, get it yes. to, to work on it you know because of because of um other people coming into our lives and you know and I'm sure Karen's had a chance to work mm-hmm. on it, you know with Dan dating other people and mm-hmm. you know so we've all had our our moments of working on all of this stuff and and fortunately unfortunately i don't know whatever we it is that we need to work on i'm sure more people will be coming into our lives to (laughs) give us the opportunity to work on it so because we're evolving people and and we're still growing and you know
2: well and and, you know when we first started i was married halfway through i was not and i'm sure Mm -hmm. that was challenging for don it was challenging for me it was challenging for dan it was challenging for all of us in different ways Mm -hmm. um you know moved during that time we've both, all had health, <laughs> Lord, there there. We all had health yeah. you know uh, but but honestly I, you know what is most rewarding for me is this family poly that we have now is my my authentic poly it is what I want to live in a, in a poly relationship and I guess maybe that's part two of my why did I stick with it answer is I knew that this this was the type of relationship I wanted I was willing to have what we had before, which wasn't quite the family formation. But I am much happier and satisfied and balanced and peaceful with what we have today. So it was worth getting to that point, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you agree? I do agree. You're just looking <laughs> like, wow.
2: <laughs> and, and I have to share the story, because Dan gets a little stunned now sometimes Don rode by last week with the puppy in her basket, just so I could see <laughs> the puppy, and they were out on the bike. And Dan's like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's weird. I said, why? Do you like it better when we don't get along? Or <laughs> when <What laughs> we do? <laughs> I,
0: was, I don't know that I like it better, but there is a level of power that I get from that. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <so. laughs>
2: but I would wager it's much more peaceful for Dan when we are all in a...
0: Oh, and, and, yeah, absolutely. And and obviously that's gonna that's the the preference. And there's a uh, understanding of that, like Dawn was saying, nothing is static. Everything something's going to change. Mm-hmm. Be it that you go back in the hospital for another whatever. Well, let's fix something else. Let's fix something else. Oh, okay. Um, that a new Ginger has puppies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd passing that one. <laughs> Things will continue to come up and develop yes. and not being attached. What, uh, to me, understanding that everything's changing and that's the state of our relationship is it's a relationship of change. People will come in, animals will come in, TVs will blow up, people will move. Not the TV. We're no, very fortunate that we, we live fairly close to each other right now, but who knows? And, you know, um, every once in a while there's this thought that karen's going to get this job in a different city or something like that that you know it's something that we have to consider there's there's so many things out there that you know we that can happen but understanding that it's okay at this point you know for me we've built the foundation it says okay here's something new that we'll put on top of it and we'll adjust as we need to Mm -hmm. agreed We're all just shaking our heads. Yes. It's it's really hard to interview each other. (laughs) We're all locked up to an agreement here. But I love
2: the foundation statement because I think when people ask us about how we've gotten to where we are, it really all does come down to building those foundations. And I think it's, I don't know what the right word is, sad, discouraging, when I see people who I don't think are willing to put in the work it takes to build that foundation. And they struggle and they give up before... They get to that point mm-hmm. and that's not to say everyone should be in every relationship if they're unhappy or i mean there's certainly unhealthy things out there but sometimes you really do have to go through the muck and the mire to get to that foundation i'm not sure how you could build a foundation without some of that muck and mire to be honest
1: yeah because
2: that's where the trust and the confidence and the vulnerability all comes from so hmm, i don't know i wonder if, if a foundation could be built without some of the
1: I don't know. I don't know. And then I see some relationships that just really don't have a foundation and it seems to be all about the new relationship energy. Mm-hmm. So they move from one to one to mm-hmm. one to one without doing the, or two or three or, <laughs> yeah. you know, without doing the foundation that'll be needed to create something more solid, right. assuming that's what they Which want. Which is fine
2: if that's what they want, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. But if they don't, then, yeah. Hmm.
0: So we could obviously, I, I feel like we could probably go on for another couple of days because we could talk about what it's like to be a not power exchange person in a relationship oh, yeah. with a power exchange couple. What's it like to be the slave of somebody who has a non-power exchange relationship? Mm-hmm. Uh, on and on and on and on. But instead of that, one last question, if you both don't mind. Uh-oh. What is, so we have this beyond the of power exchange, to that. We have Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit coming up where we are all equal co-producers to mm-hmm, the event. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, at the end of the event, when everyone's gone home, what do you think, You know, what would, and just whatever your first thought on this is, when you look at it and say, ah, that was a success, what will be the thing that says, yes, that was a success? The fact
1: that we did it. Yeah, and that people had a good time. I like to know that people had a good time.
2: I would like to know that too, but honestly, the fact that that if you'd asked me seven years ago if we'd be co-producing a poly event together, I would have looked Mm, at you like you had three heads on your body, and the fact that we've been able to come together, have this idea, work on it together, put it together, have it happen, and hopefully people have a great time and learn things. Of course, that's what we want, but for me, success will be the fact that we've done it. Great. Great. What about for you? I
0: concur. Uh, That it doesn't cost uh, me (laughs) (laughs) that I have to tap into my bank account to uh, cover the pizza on Sunday (laughs) afternoon. Um, You know, for me, the the, the success factor is other people are going to be there and say, because we're not going to be able to answer all the questions that people have, because we have have our Mm -hmm. slice of the pie. Right. But that people will show up and understand with hope. They'll say, look, I may, not, I may not get all the answers I want out of this event, but I have hope mm-hmm. that answers are yeah. out there. Because that's one of the things that was really challenging for me in the beginning was we, I, we just had to take it on, trust that things would work out. Right. And now I, can ha- now I have faith mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. things are working out.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Neat.
1: That's the cat, not me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dark Side
2: is an adult educational podcast focusing on the BDSM alternative lifestyle
3: and related aspects of human sexuality. Join Dark Angel and co-host Not Nice each week for in-depth discussions, opinions, interviews, and threads
2: on an extremely broad range of topics, or you can hear some answers to your own burning questions. The Dark Side is available for free download at wwwget teasedca slash darkside.html or just look up the dark side on iTunes and listen on your iPhone. Enter the dark side. We've got cookies.